Hello and welcome to Braveheart Conversations, where we learn the art of love through brave and compassionate conversations. I'm Jillian Aurora. And I'm Marie Wallace. And we are your hosts today. Hello and welcome to Braveheart Conversations. I am Jillian Aurora and I'm here today with my co-host, Marie Wallace. Hello, everybody. Yeah, and today I'm really excited. We're going to be talking about desire and investing in yourself, whether we're in hard times or not. And um, I would like to thank all of you for joining, joining us from whatever platform you're in, um, whether you're, you are joining us on Facebook, we have our Facebook group, Braveheart Conversations, if you want to find us there, you can find us at facebook.com slash groups slash Braveheart Conversations. You can also find us on Spotify and Podbean. So thank you for joining us wherever you are. And um, with that, I'm going to go ahead and read an article about desire that I wrote a couple days ago. And we'll jump in. Sounds good. I feel selfish for wishing I had time for myself. I feel ashamed for wanting to spend money on my own pampering or beauty. I feel forbidden to want pleasure. I feel self-centered for wanting to prioritize my education. I feel like a bad person for wanting to spend money on myself instead of my family. All of my needs feel like luxuries I'm not allowed to want or have. Self-investment is always pushed to someday. Spending money on luxury is always pushed to someday. Dreams are pushed to someday. Because how dare you be so selfish? How dare you prioritize yourself when there are so many other people who need you? How dare you spend money on yourself when you have kids? How dare you pamper yourself? It's so superficial. How dare you want that fancy painting? Do you, don't you know there are better ways to spend that money? How dare you invest your time in yourself? Your family needs you. Desire, wanting, how fucking dare you? Can you relate? Allow me to push back against those voices because they are fucking bullshit, keeping you small and tame. Your greatest impact in this world is directly linked to your desire. Oprah is not concerned no. with people who think she is selfish with her time. Tony Robbins doesn't have a problem spending money on himself. My favorite boss lady, Brene Brown, has no issue prioritizing her own education and dreams. Your favorite music artist, author, speaker, celebrity, public figure, etc., has not been apologetic of putting their own ambitions front and center in their world. And because of their unapologetic desire, these badasses have an enormous impact in this world. It is not the poor who build schools and hospitals. 
Our constant denial and suppression of our own desires doesn't serve anyone. It only keeps us small, timid, ashamed, and unable to fulfill the calling we were sent here to do. So, are the voices going to win forever? Will you die waiting for permission to have your turn? Newsflash, you are the only one who can give yourself permission to have what you want. We need you. We need you to show up with your gifts and your desire. So my lovely people, this is what we're talking about today. I love it. I want to unleash your own permission to have what you want, to have your desires, that they're not bad and wrong, that they actually light you up and light the world up in a way that you were meant to. I would like to create a connection here with your desire, which you've often thought or perceived as being bad and wrong, and your impact, which all of us talk about having this craving to serve the world. You cannot serve the world at your greatest potential without also having this desire. It's marrying the two because your desire is your purpose, mm -hmm. right? So our desires yeah. are what really unhinge us and really put us in this light um, and this great service to the world. So that's what I want to talk about today. And I think part of that desire is also the willingness to invest in yourself, the willingness to let go of money. It's super, super huge. And this is coming up more and more and more right now because of all of this scariness in the world and all the fear that's out there saying that we have to hold on to our money and we can't spend and, and all the things. So Marie, I want to hear your thoughts on this topic. Well, going back, there, there's so many things going on, and that piece was really wonderful in wrapping a lot of the thoughts that and fears that we've had, especially in this time of um, going through what the world is going through. It's the, the selfish pops up a lot more, you know, and especially when you were talking about beauty and this, and even going to the store today, I went down the beauty aisle to get nail polish and, and those things. And I felt like, gosh, I'm buying nail polish when I really, you know, when people need these other things. And, and so the, it's weird how that those thoughts go around in our head. But what I really would like to go back to is, is just when we value ourselves and we, we invest in ourselves, we have more to give and, and, they're, the world's waiting for us to give our part and to give of our gifts. And if I'm not investing in myself, I'm not growing and expanding, which is a natural human thing for us is to grow, expand, to be all we can be so that we can connect with others and build with others. And because, yeah, we're just each doing our part. It also gives a message to the world about um, our own value what value we have and potential we have. And so just us taking that time to, um, I'm sorry, it just looks so beautiful outside. I'm just looking at, <laughs> it, it's just, it's a little distracting because it's just so sunny after the last few days. Um, but just giving ourselves that energy and time. And because I think investing time is just as important as investing money. And just giving ourselves that opportunity to build skills, to build 
um, the last couple of days I've been talking about um, it, how to invest our time. And some of us have been given that luxury of time in these days. Some people are on the front lines because I, I had a little pushback on that. And I understand there are people out there that are really working more and harder, but there are some of us that do have a little more time and why not invest that in our education, in our um, learning and growing so that we can contribute because I feel um, we're, we're doing a different kind of front lines. We're building people um, that need us as far as um, mental health or spiritual health. And so there's, there's other front lines that we're working on aside from the, the physical health. It, it, that's just my opinion. It's, it's just a different kind of work that we're doing. And if we're not investing in ourselves and growing and learning, then we're not able to give our gifts in that area. So that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, yeah I would agree. Like everybody's situation is different. So of course there, there are some people out there who are working harder and they have less time to think about anything. I get right. that. And there are lots of people who are looking at, you know, what am I going to do today? Am I going to sit on the couch and drink and watch Netflix or am I going to, you know, do something productive? And, um, and maybe it is a day where you need to sit on the couch and watch Netflix. I don't know. You know, everybody's, everybody's answer is different. I do think that we get to be clear about what our motives are and we get to be clear about why we're doing the things that we're doing. Mm -hmm. And what I know is that for many, many years of my um, working years where I was actually, you know, employed and working a nine to five, not uh, self-employed, but I longed for freedom. I longed for it. I mean, I, I would work long days and long hours um, for the, the dream of having my own business someday. So I didn't have to be um, enslaved. I remember those days. And, and so in a lot of ways, I look at this as a blessing. There's always a silver lining, right? Always. And yes, there's some fear and it's awful that there, there are people dying right now um, due to this virus. Yeah. It's not a situation that's ideal and there's still some silver linings. This is a perfect opportunity for many of us to have the freedom that we have longed to have. And um, so I remember I used to think, you know, I would love to get more education. I would love to um, spend time really accessing the information that's out there that's just free. And right now is the perfect time to do that. If your heart has longed for freedom and has felt enslaved by your nine to five, like this is the perfect, perfect opportunity to invest in yourself. And here's the catch. The catch is very often when we experience the greatest opportunities, it also comes with the greatest risk. So when I hired my first high ticket coach. It did not happen when I was the most financially secure and things were going great. No, it was the opposite. My life falling apart. I was the biggest life transitions that we experience almost always come with financial hardship. Almost always. Cause you're in, you're in this like crazy <laughs> transition, right? Right. So, um, I, I had left my marriage. I had uh, just quit my job and transitioned to full-time self-employment. Uh, self I had 
um, a house that I had just um, moved into and needed a bunch of repairs. Like there were, there were a lot of uh, heavy financial concerns that I had and I chose to trust anyway. Yes. That is when I have always found the greatest reward, the greatest blessing. And I'm not saying like, you need to go hire a coach. It may be, it may be going back to school. It may be, I don't know. Buying uh, a wardrobe. (laughs) It really could be. It really could be something just pure pleasure. It could be, um, I just lost the thought. Oh, starting a business, you know, right now, believe it or not, like there are lots of demands out in the world that need service. Things are changing rapidly right now, really, really changing. Um, so jobs that were in high demand are no longer in high demand, but there are other jobs that are like in super, super high demand right now. And, um, so it's, it's all an illusion. There were people that benefited from the depression, right? It depends on how you roll with the punches, how you adapt. So if your heart has been longing to do something, do it. And it's okay to have those desires. It's more than okay. Like, listen to those things. Like your intuition is speaking through your desire. It is God given. It is divine. Your desires are not by accident. So even investing our time in reflecting, and you and I have talked about this before, but reflecting, taking the time to journal or to, to think about it and, and give ourselves the luxury of time as well as money allows us to have better systems. I, I feel that that's the way I've invested my time is having better systems in the way I was doing things. So I don't, I use my time more efficiently. Um, I've been... I miss the gym, but um, that's a little different. I mean, it just, lots of things look differently, but it could be just time to savor just as much as anything. Cause I know we talked about that just before we got on, I was like, I drank this coffee that was nice and hot. And I was going, Oh, just taking time to savor the sunshine, to savor the coffee, to savor things is just as much of an investment as anything. But going back to, I'd like to go back to what you said about, some of us who feel that um, it's a waste of our time, or not a waste, um, that it's not my time. How selfish of me to take this time for me instead of maybe my kids, I'm helping my kids get their education, or I'm, you know, a lot of, I'm just going to say moms in general, this is an old paradigm of moms investing so much time in their family that they don't take the time to invest in those things that they really want and desire. There's an old story and you probably know this about the lady with the red dress. She buys the red dress and, and she never wears it, right? It's never the right time. And when she finally gets to wear it, she's, she's in her coffin wearing it. And so she's not really getting a chance to enjoy it. And I think that's the point that you're making is if not now, when, I mean, we don't know if we have tomorrow and why not savor what we have? Why not invest in what we have? Why not increase our knowledge and growth? And who knows, whatever we learn right now might be be life-saving for someone else. I, I don't know. That's where I'm at. 
No, no, I love that. I love that you address the selfishness issue too, because this is like the number one thing that people, <laughs> this is I the number barrier. I'm too selfish. It is such a big sticky button. And um, so we get to address selfishness. I also want to address the kids thing. Yeah. Uh, so here's, yes. what, here's what's interesting. I often will ask moms that give me that um, pushback. I can't because I have kids and they need me and, and how can I take time for myself and how can I buy things for myself when I could be spending it on them, all the things. Um, so here's the thing. We're modeling to our children what what they're going to do. We can tell them all day long that uh, we want them to take care of themselves. We want them to have good lives. We want them to have good educations, good careers, live in their passion, be happy. We want all those things. But they're watching you. And your actions are speaking far, far louder than anything you could ever say. And yeah. so when they hear you say, that you want them to be happy and you want them to have all these things and then you don't give yourself those things mm -hmm. and you tell yourself and even out loud that it's too selfish for you to have those things, guess what they are going to do? Exactly. Guess what they're gonna do when they get older? They are going to continue your pattern of self-betrayal. They're going to continue to be loyal to the role or identity like you're doing yeah. Instead of loyal to themselves. And we can see it in other people. We can see it in our children. We want the best for our children, but we're not giving ourselves the same thing that we see that they need. So if you can see the child in you the same way you see your child, it's going to be easier for you to give yourself the gifts that you deserve. You really deserve them like any other person, just like your own child deserves them. Well, and I have a testimonial about that. Um, I feel very blessed because one of the the things of a teacher is they're always learning, right? They, we all we take classes to because I'm a, I I've been a teacher in the past and and I think once you're a teacher always a teacher, but I'm constantly learning and growing and that only benefits my family, right? I feel I was a better parent because I was growing and learning because I learned new ways of doing things or I maybe learned some some better way to parent or better way to, you know to class manage and so I saw the benefits of me continuing to be educated and I became a better parent. I had better skills. I had better management. I had better coping skills. And it was all because of that, that just desire for, for learning. So I just wanted to throw that in there. Yeah. And I think it's totally true too, that when you're coming from a full cup, then you have something to give others, right? So true. You can't pour from an empty cup. So if you're depleted and all you're doing is telling yourself, well, I can't give to myself because I need to give to everybody else, you have nothing to give. Mm -hmm. When you pour into yourself, when you do allow yourself to have those, those desires to learn, to invest in yourself, all the things, when you do give yourself permission to do those things, you actually have so much more to give. And I'll use this example again, like I have in the past, but today being more selfish, giving myself what I want and not questioning my desires, I actually have far more impact 
now than I did years ago when I felt too selfish to do those things. So today I have far more trust in myself. Today I have far more trust in knowing, you know, if a coach walks across my path and I feel inspired to hire them, I hire them. It's empowering to us too. Super empowering. So empowering. Um, Actually, I just like, I feel really inspired to share this beautiful thing that I read the other day that speaks to exactly what we're saying here. Um, Talking about how we get to trust. We get to trust our financial decisions. So this is by a woman I, I deeply admire and respect, Heather Quizzle. And she said the other day, how you buy from other people is how you're going to experience other people buying from you. Are you pinching pennies? Are you researching for weeks the cheapest deal? Are you skeptical? Are you assuming you're getting a bum deal? Or are you quick to trust that you know what you're doing with your money? that you are confident that money replenishes itself and you know exactly how to make that happen. Are you excited to release money into the hands of someone whose service and products you want to use? Are you happy to release money confident in its ability to bring value back to your life? Pay attention to your relationship with money. You attract what you are. I agree with that a thousand percent. Every every penny that I've spent on coaching has only elevated me, helped me feel my um, energy potential um, growth. I, I just feel more confident. I feel more empowered. I feel, well, because that's what a coach is there for, to cheer you on, to point out the things, to give you another perspective, to allow you sometimes to see gifts that you may have um, not noticed. I, I know that's what coaches have done for me. It's like, oh my goodness, I didn't even realize I had that. Or or cheering you on the ones that you know you have and, and you're maybe scared to share. So coaching has only taken me to the next level always. And and like you said, it's never a convenient time. I, I remember every time I, and if your coach doesn't have a coach, then, you know, you probably should be thinking about that. But yeah, every time is just, has always been an inconvenient time, but, but gotten me to that next level. And what you said about, I think Heather even um, in there said, how, uh, man, I forgot how the thing has always pushed her forward or I, I don't remember, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It always I feel it has. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like this is also where we get to talk about a really common drain. So those voices that we talked about saying that you're selfish or it's not a good time or, you know, you can do that someday. Unfortunately, these are often mirrored in our partners. We often feel inspired 
to buy something, to pamper ourselves, to get an education, to hire the coach, to buy the book, whatever the thing is, right? Start the business. And our partner sometimes says, no, no, we don't have money for that. Mm -hmm. uh -uh. We can't do that, no. And this is where we get to stop asking for permission to follow our intuition. Yeah. And this is tough to hear, and I know it, I know it. And this is gonna make you squirm if you've got any of those like old patterns of loyalty that no, no, I, I can't go against what my partner says. Well, this is a pattern that's kept us stuck for a really long time. So if you are more loyal to your marriage than you are to your own divine inspiration and your own intuition, there is a problem. Your partnership should only be adding to your ability to follow your inspiration and your intuition. There should be nothing but support. That's that, the whole meaning of partnership. Exactly. <laughs> That goes the other way too. You know, if your husband has a wild idea and says, I feel really inspired to do this and I'm not even sure why I just know I'm really supposed to do this. Yeah. Your answer is fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Because this is how we honor the divine in each other. This and it, 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 it expands our relationship too, because we're constantly feeding our relationship because the more inspired they are the more inspired we are and it just continues to build and grow from there it, the partnership grows from that it's fuel inspiration's fuel for us it is it is and i think too sometimes we use our partner as a way to stay stuck in fear and sometimes we get to be their catalyst to actually get them out of that. So if you, if you go to your partner and you say, I'm not asking permission, this is what I'm doing. They might have a freak out moment. <laughs> Especially if you've not done it before. <laughs> yeah. They might have a moment of like, what, what the fuck just came out of your mouth? <laughs> they might have that moment. And that's okay. Because guess what? As you do step into that power of I'm not asking for permission, I'm going to follow my inspiration and nothing's going to stand in the way of my inspiration and my divine intuition. Um, they get to level up too. They get the opportunity now. You are a catalyst for them to be confronted with that fear, with that limiting belief that no, I can't, we can't, um, it's too much, whatever. They get to also be um, inspired by your trust, your self-trust and your trust of the universe, your trust of the divine to guide you in the right direction. I never, ever once have followed my intuition and then been like, what the hell? Like everything not has once. Worked. Yeah. Not everything once. Everything has worked out. Even times when I had no idea, like times when I made huge transitions in my life. I just knew it was the right step. I had no idea how anything was going to work out. I had no idea where the money was going to come from. Didn't, you know, sometimes didn't even know where I was going to end up living or, or staying. So I, I hadn't made yeah. this yet. I just knew that this was the next right step. So we get to trust. Um, it does all work out. And, um, and the cool thing is the more brave you are in each of those situations, 
it builds. Mm -hmm. And then, then you get a little more confident next time. Like I, I know, I know that the divine is working in my favor always. Everything's happening. Always. And yeah. so the more I know that, the more I'm willing to be brave and it just builds and builds and builds. And if you don't know where to start, I'd like to use that phrase that you said, the best next steps. That's just, just check in with yourself and say, what is the next, next best step? Because sometimes, especially these days when we are on overwhelm, we don't, you know, we may, may be flooded with lots of ideas and ways we want to start things or do things. Just, just focus on what is the next step? What is the best next step? And that is just one way to hone in and use your intuition in the best way. And like you said, not once, not once. It's always been scary as hell, <laughs> really scary, but it's that trust and that the trust that really brings us through that very difficult time, the trust that allows us to just go in and go, yeah, I have no idea where I'm going or what, well, you kind of have an idea of where you're going, but you really don't know how the how or, or some of those other things. You probably know your why because that intuition, the why is really stuck in there, but it's just, just trust. Mm -hmm. What's my next step and trust. And you take that step and it, and it may be a little baby step, but it may be that big step that you've been holding back on forever. So yeah. Yeah, it's scary, I scary, but it's wonderful. It's worth it. It's super scary. Yeah, but there, to me, there's no other way to live life because that's truly living. And if you're not doing that, I guarantee you, you're compromising. I guarantee you, you are living, it, being a bitch to fear. You're a bitch to fear. You're a bitch to money. Like that is no way to live. It really is no way to live. Um, so I love the idea that you either choose to master life where it masters you. You choose to master your money where it masters you. You choose to master your relationships or they master you. Um, you get to choose how that's going to be. And uh, one, one more thing that's kind of hidden for me before we wrap up is um, the why, the whys. You know, we often will justify why we want something. And I want to hit on this for a minute that, you don't have to have a why. Just wanting something is enough. So very often I hear people justifying, well, I want it because, you know, and then all those roles and identities come in again. Those are, those are really big. The roles and identities that we think that we are supposed to play by those rules, right? Um, so I, a good person does X, Y, Z, a good wife does X, Y, Z, a good daughter, a good friend, a good coworker, a good employee, like these roles and identities that we have. Yeah. Um, a good whatever does this. So then we get into this justification pattern of I want it because, or I'm allowed to have it because instead of simply saying, this is what I want and that's enough because I'm living my life. I'm the only one that's going to live this life. I get this one life. And I'm going to do what I desire to do. And there's nothing in the world wrong with that. That is God given. No. Well, we're not going to die going, I really wish I would have washed my windows. No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. Need to see the sun better. <laughs> oh. I'm glad you hit on that because it, it's so true how stuck we get on the because. I'm, I'm glad you addressed that. 
Yeah, there's a really great um, acronym I, I love. It's one of my favorites, um, it's JADE. I don't have to justify, argue, defend, or explain. Oh, I time. like it. I think we talked about that once. I remember that one. This has been a go-to for a long time for me. I, I love it. I don't have to justify, argue, defend, or explain my decisions. And this really goes back to desire. It's simply just because I want to, because this is me and this is what I choose to do. And so I think that's a powerful note to wrap up on. Um, do we have any just, questions? Yeah. Um, we, well, we're not. Uh, we're not live. Oh, okay. I thought because, we were. So, so we aren't able to go live until we are together. Um, so we're doing Zoom sessions. Wow. There is Zoom live, so we'll have to check that out, and I'll um, I'll get I'll get that info to you because I did one this week, and I was like, oh, that's so cool. So oh, yeah, we can do we can go live on Zoom. Uh, perfect. I didn't even know. I wasn't even aware. So. Um, yeah, we will we'll catch up with you guys live soon. But yeah, we have been in quarantine. So we're just making Ray Park conversations happen on Zoom um, while we're apart in our separate homes because we really feel called to give you these um, conversations yeah. and updates. So um, thanks for being uh, here. Yeah. Thank you. And if you do have any questions that you'd love to send us and that we could address in some of our next sessions, we'd love to do that. Um, so if you want to send us questions or challenges or life situations that you have, or even call us out <laughs> if you didn't agree with something. I like um, that. Yeah. <laughs> any of that would be great. You can email me at defytheaverage at gmail.com or Marie. Marie at mariesgold.com. Yeah, we like, we, we like our own values and beliefs to be challenged. Or, yeah, we can only grow from there. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, you can contact us through our email. You can also join us again on our Facebook group, which is uh, facebook.com slash group slash Braveheart Conversations. You can message us there or comment on any of our episodes. You can find us on Spotify and Podbean. So um, with that, we'll go ahead and wrap up. We really love you all. I hope that you all stay safe and healthy and happy out there for the next week. And we will be here again next Thursday. Yes. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.